Were we ever that young? What a blessing. Take your Bibles. It's always good to have your Bible with you. Go to John chapter 19. You always want an example. The best example you could ever have is Jesus Christ. You don't have to worry about what this world has. You are here. <laughs> Anybody see this? Somebody put this up here. Whose is this? Is this yours? Oh, okay. It's, it's got a, a guy in a boat. It says he's in a well. It's got a picture on the side of the well inside. It said, you are here. <laughs> got <an accent. laughs> That's pretty cool. <laughs> Don't ever, and and the, title, the name of his boat is the minnow. <clears throat> what do you do with that one? John chapter 19, verse 1. You may stand for just a second. I'm going to read a couple. Y'all, excuse me today. My head is not all where it needs to be. Uh, it's, it's kind of jagged all over the place. And it's just cold and this sinus stuff. But anyways, uh, John chapter 19, verse 1 says, Then Pilate, Pilate uh, is, is looking at Jesus Christ, and he says, Then Pilate therefore took Jesus and scourged him, and the soldiers planted a crown of thorns and put it on his head, and, and they... Uh, put on him a purple robe, and they said, Hell, king of the Jews, and they smote him with their hands. Pilate therefore went forth again, and saith unto them, Behold, I bring uh, him forth to you, that you may know I find no fault in him. Then Jesus came forth, wearing the crown of thorns and the purple robe, and Pilate said unto them, Behold the man. Uh, and then he goes, when the chief priests, therefore, and officers saw him, they cried out, saying, Crucify him, crucify him. Pilate said unto them, Take ye him and crucify him, for I find no fault in him. The Jews answered, We have a law, and by our law he ought to die, because he made himself uh, the Son of God. When Pilate therefore heard that saying, he was more afraid, and went again into the judgment hall, and said unto Jesus, Whence art thou? But Jesus gave no answer. Then said Pilate unto him, uh, Speakest thou not unto me? Knowest thou not that I have power to crucify thee and have power to release thee? Jesus answered. Isn't it amazing that when he gets ready to say something, he says exactly what he means? He doesn't have to say nothing until he's ready. Jesus answered, Thou couldest have no power at all against me, except it were given thee uh, from above. Therefore, he that delivered me unto thee hath the greater sin. And from, then, uh, from thenceforth Pilate sought to release him, but the Jews cried out, saying, If thou let uh, this man go, uh, thou art uh, not Caesar's friend. Whosoever maketh himself a king speaketh against Caesar. When Pilate therefore heard that saying, he brought Jesus forth and sat down at the, uh, in the judgment seat in a place that is called the pavement, but in the Hebrew tongue, Golgotha. But when, uh, but, but it, and it was the preparation of the Passover and about the sixth hour, uh, and they said unto the, Jew, the Jews, Behold your king. But they cried out, Away with him, away with him. Crucify him, Pilate said unto them, Shall I crucify your king? The chief priest answered, We have no king but Caesar. Father, thank you for your blessings this morning. Thank you for the word of God. Uh, Lord, uh, like Brother Tim said, it's amazing uh, uh, how times change and people are. But Lord, back there they were the same as they are today. Uh, Lord, the hardness of the hearts of people are still the same. Uh, Lord, I just thank you that time, every now and then somebody else, uh, the heart will get soft and uh, you can reach in and touch it 
And Lord, uh, that's the ones that you're really looking for. Help us always be uh, ready for that. Don't let the hardness of this world affect us. Uh, Lord, again, thank you for the message this morning. Thank you for the word of God. Thank you for just letting those come out that's here this morning. Thank you for those young kids praying, uh, uh, singing. Lord, I just pray that you'd uh, bless them, uh, Lord, and, and just uh, encourage them and keep them going. And Father, help them always to keep that uh, soft attitude. And Father, again, we'll praise you and honor you in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Now, Thomas message the king of kings, and Jesus Christ is an amazing man to me. Uh, I was sitting there, uh, the, the last verse I read there, the, but the Jews cried out, and they said, away with him, uh, away with him, crucify him. Pilate said to them, shall I crucify your king? The chief priest answered, we have no king but Caesar. <clears throat> I, I mentioned her Sunday school class passing real quick, that uh, Friday was the 78th ver- uh, anniversary of uh, the, the Jews getting released from Auschwitz. Something wrong? Oh, you did this. I wasn't sure if you were telling me. Is that working? Yeah, I guess it is working. And uh, so the whole world is sitting there looking at this. 78 years ago, they went in. Six million Jews were killed in the, in the concentration camps uh, or more uh, that uh, Germany had. Uh, throughout Poland and all the other places, and they were killing them left and right. And they, they made that, they said, we have no king but Caesar. But in Matthew 27, 24, uh, Pilate said, uh, said, when Pilate saw that he could not prevail nothing, sometimes you get into a crowd of people and, and you'll get the crowd moving into the right direction. Crowds are the worst thing you'll ever find yourself into. Uh, they, they, are, they move and move, it's, it's a crazy thing. You ever, oh man, I'm just going to stick with the sermon, be done real quick. Uh, that way everybody can go home. We're going to have a birthday party tonight, by the way, so if you could, uh, if you come back, it's, uh, Miss Betty's going to be 101. Is it 101? Yeah, she's 101, so uh, we're going to have a little cake for her tonight. But uh, when Pilate saw that they could, he could prevail nothing, but that rather a tumult, tumult was made, he took water, washed his hands before the multitude, saying, I am innocent of the blood of this just person. See to it yourself. Now that's, that's, a, that's a cheap way out of it. Uh, you, when a decision is made, it needs to be made by you, you need to make that decision. Uh, you, never, you never try to pass it off. Oh, I wash my hands of this stuff. No, I, uh, Dr. Roman's got a, a, a drawing or a picture where the guy's just sitting there doing this, washing his hands, trying to get the blood off his hands. You can't get it off. You can't get it off sometime. Then answer all the people and said, his blood be upon us and our children. That nation Israel has been the most... Uh, you know, the blacks think that they have been persecuted. They haven't been persecuted nowhere near like the Jews have. Uh, though that nation for, for 2,000 years, as a matter of fact, they went away. They're the only nation on the face of this planet that ever went away with the name that they went away with and came back with that name, Israel. They, there's no other nation like that. Any other nation that came back, the name of the country has changed. The name of the people has changed. But these people have come back. But when they sit there and said, his blood be upon us and our children, and you look back, like Brother Tim was saying a few minutes ago, that you look back in history and you start watching what happened to those people down through time. Uh, they, the Lord said, you want his blood to be upon you, it will be upon you. And for 2,000 years, that nation has been, I mean, they have just been in turmoil. And in World War II, Hitler tried his best to, to wipe out that nation. I was reading some articles about that, and, and they're trying to tie the LGB, LGB. TQ or QT plus they're trying to tie that into Auschwitz. And I'm like, you bunch of idiots, man. I said, it had nothing to do with you. It had to do with the Jews and Hitler was trying to get rid of them. Your religion, the Catholic religion was trying to get rid of the Jews. 
They did everything they possibly could, six million of them. When they finally came out, the message has nothing to do with that, really. It's just I'm throwing this in for a little thing because he said that. But when you sit there and look at this thing, six million men and women and children died. Starved to death and then killed. And we today probably don't even think about it. Uh, most of the kids in school are never even told what happened back there. They're not even trained that anymore. They don't want them to know that. They're trying to rewrite this. Uh, Arabs over there saying, oh, it never really happened. Like it, 78 years ago, 6 million people died by, at the hands of just some of the most perverted. Do you know, and I, I mentioned this in Sunday school, most of the people that did all that stuff were just normal, everyday people. They got in a frenzy. It, the worst thing you can ever do is get in a crowd. Crowds get you moving in the right. I, I don't like crowds at all. I don't like anybody coming up telling me what I have to do and how I have to do it. I don't like that at all because what they're trying to do is make me do what they think. I don't have all the information that they have in their heads. Don't really care. I know what I know. That's about all I care about. And if I can't, if it's not in my little picture like this, I don't care about it. You say, why? Because 30, 40 years ago, I didn't care about it. Why would I care about it now? Why, why all of a sudden do I need to know everything's going on on this planet? You don't. You know what I found out? If I, if I got a little Bible here, man, I like my Bible. I made a deal with the Lord. I said, I'm going to read this thing before I get in the pulpit. I'll make sure I'm caught up. And I, I do. I make sure now I'm reading it four times and it, it just puts that much more pressure on. It means I got to be in my Bible that much more. But I'm sitting there going, Lord, I'd rather sit here and read this thing and try to make my life match this then listen to this garbage out here and try to make my life match that. Because there's no guarantee what I've got. I, I, I like them, that little song they sent about uh, getting ready to 1, 2, uh, 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 1, blast off. Uh, you're going to get out of here one of these days. Amen. You're going to go. That little, ch that little song is about as true as you could get. Right. And one of these days, you're not going to know when that, that day is going to come. Jesus Christ said, no man knoweth the day or the hour. You don't know when it's going to happen. And one of these days, he's going to say, come up hither. He's going to come to the clouds. He's going to say, come up hither, and we're out of here. And only what's done for Christ will last. I'm telling you, nothing else will last. Uh, so you better start doing some things, man. I like, I like you ain't got much time left. Uh, 30, uh, 30 years ago when I went to school, 30? Was it 30 years ago? Yeah, it was, 90. Yeah, 33 years ago, uh, we went to school, Beth and myself. And they said all back then, the rapture's going to happen. Well, it didn't happen. And I've been 33 years of this thing. You know what I thought the whole time? The rapture's going to happen. I wish it would have happened in 89. I wish it would have happened when we walked out on the flight deck of that ship and they said, oh, it didn't happen. There's the God squad. I wish we would never walked out. I wish it would have happened and we'd have been gone. But you know, the Lord's wiser than that. The Lord knows exactly what he's doing, why he's doing what he's doing, and he's going to do it. They, uh, they designated the 27th as Holocaust Day. Six million Jews. Does that bother you at all? That, that people on this planet, and there's people on this planet today that would do the same thing. Men are wicked. They're inherently wicked without Jesus Christ. Uh, you go out there and talk to people. Man, I tell you what, I like, you know who I know can change people's heart? Jesus Christ. Pilate said, behold the man. You know, he's the strangest man you've ever seen in your life. 33 years old, standing in front of Pilate. Pilate looking at him. And he looks at him. And twice, twice, Pilate says, I find no fault in him. Pilate examines Christ's life. And in a, just a, a, a moment of time looking at this man, he probably already knew some things about him. 
Herod knew some things about him. Herod, Herod wanted to see him do some things like he, he thought it was John the Baptist, but then he heard a lot about Jesus. And when Pilate sent uh, Jesus to Herod, Herod thought that he would come in. What a farce that he would want to see Jesus to put on a show. Here comes Jesus in with, with beat up all over places, face all bruised up, cuts everywhere, and Herod is sitting there going, show me something. He ain't going to show him anything. You know what? That's a man right there. He said, I could call down 12 legions of angels anytime. I like that. I like that. That's 72,000 angels, and that would be a fraction of what was up there. He goes, but 72,000 would be able to stand around and watch me blow this place away. He could have done it with just his voice, and yet he, he stood there and just did that thing. That's a man. To know what needs to be done and do it and never say a word about it. And nobody has said, when he died at Calvary, they thought it was done. Boy, were they sadly mistaken a couple days later. No mistakes. He examined Jesus Christ and looked at him and in a very short period. We're talking about Pilate. He's seen all kinds of people before. He's watched him come in and go out. He's watched him. You ever seen, I, I like you going to, you ever been in jails? Jails. I go to jails and knock, talking to them guys. They all got excuses. I'm innocent. I mean, you're a liar. Now, I've never seen anybody in jail. I'll take, I'll take it back. I did go to jail one time. I was guilty. I tried to take care of it. They, they said it was, I didn't have to worry about it, and then they came and locked me up. And I told them that's what, exactly what they were going to do. And the police, when they called, I was in another county, and the police came and said, Mr. Elliott, we got a warrant for your arrest, but we can't really lock you up because you're in another county. I said, stay right where you're at, man. I'm going to come right where you're at. And I drove it. They looked at me like, you are out of your mind. I said, look, I told them this was going to happen. I said this was going to happen. I said, for all the things you guys could lock me up for, this I knew was going to happen. And they locked me up. They took me down there and they put me in jail. They told the jailer, you put this kid in a room by himself. You give him some, something to eat and you give him plenty of blankets and pillows. And he'll be out of here in the morning. He should not be here. But we got to take care of him. And he go, he came to us in another county and surrendered when he knew that he could have ran. I said, no, man. I said, I already knew this thing was going to happen. So it does happen. You get locked up sometimes. But most of the time when you get locked up, you don't, you're there because you just did something wrong and you're trying to lie. Here's Jesus. That man had heard every, Pilate had heard every possible excuse. Man, I remember Ken Tyree Firestone looking at me one time and said, Mike, do you have an excuse for everything you do? That stunned me. I was only probably 20 years old. No, I wasn't even 20. I was probably 18, 17, 18 years old. And that stunned me. I said, wait a second. I said, I shouldn't have an excuse. I should take the blame for it. Here's a man just casually across. I can still see him sitting across the desk looking at me when he said that. Do you have an excuse for everything? Laughing. I said, well, you know, uh, 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 well, yeah. I shouldn't know, should I? <laughs> and he just laughs and get back to work, man. Sit me back at the work. That has never left me. You say, why is that? Because we have mistakes, and a man that's sitting there can read another person. You can read them. Sometimes we don't think we can be read. But you can be read like a book, man. That's easy to do. Pilate sits there. He's seen so many people that come through there and crying and bellyaching, and all of a sudden, here's this man. No mistakes. 33 and a half years. No mistakes. Zero. None. I can find nothing wrong with this man. No sin. He has done nothing worthy of death. I find no fault in him. Boy, I'm telling you what, here is a, here's a man, he's looking at this guy, and he's looking at Jesus Christ, and Jesus has no regrets about anything he's done. He's not sitting there trying to justify anything he's done. He's just sitting there. He knows he's got to go through it. 
Our Lord is a wise, wise man. I mean, you could have fought that thing and carried it on for three or four days. He said, no, we need to get this thing over with. And he just shuts his mouth like a lamb to the slaughter and never says a word and goes right on through that thing and let them do to him what he did and never said a word. Not one. I find no fault in him. Pilate recognizes him as a real man. You know what a real man is? Somebody who, who will step up to the plate and take it like a man. I like Gary Duty sang a song, Take It. But he had this, he had this guy sing it. When he, first time I ever heard it, he's taking it like a man. It didn't sound like a man to me. But, it, I mean, the lyrics are good. I can't even do it. My voice is shot. But, I mean, he, his, he was way up there. I don't know if that's a tenor. Is that a tenor? I mean, it was way up there. And, uh, but it was a great song. He took it like a man. I'm like, you should have had somebody with a deeper voice sing that part. Uh, then Jesus came forth wearing, you heard that song before, haven't you? I, don't, I forget the guy's name. I don't know where they're at today, but man, it was, it was a good song, great song. Then came Jesus forth wearing the crown of thorns, the purple robe, and Pilate said, behold the man. Look at him. There's a man. He, he brought him out. And he said, now here's a man. Not once in there did I find anything wrong with him. Not once in there did he say anything. Not once did he try to justify what was happening to him or get out of what he's doing. Man never said a word. He said he took everything that we could throw at him and he's still standing here. That's a man. He could put him up against any Roman soldier any day of the week. That's a man. Amen. You sit there and say, what is, Jesus gives us the example. Oh, man, I like, I like my book. It's the greatest book in the wide world. He recognized him. He recognized him twice in the passage, his, his life, behold his life. Pilate recognized him as a man. Pilate knew his human nature. <coughs> you know, he knew, he looked at those people. I, I told you a few minutes ago, I hate crowds. I like crowds like this, but I hate crowds when you get into crowds because you'll get people always trying to move the crowd their way or they're trying to be the leaders in the crowd or they want to. Uh, that's politics. That's politicians. That's, that's what you see in our country today. Uh, the Lord never works like that. I like the Lord. He's an individual God. He likes working with individuals one at a time. He can do more with one person than he can with a thousand. For some reason, a thousand gets in the way. That's what's wrong with all of our big churches. Uh, somebody was talking, I think Brother Mike was talking to me the other day about a, he went to a thing with a pastor a long time ago, another church he was in, up in uh, Moody Bible Institute. And he said when they started singing up there, he said it was like walking into heaven. He goes, you got all these churches up there, and it was, it was a pastor's conference, and it's Presbyterian, probably something like that. And I told him, I said, Brother, if churches, if those churches, those were the massive churches, those were the big churches, if they would have done the right thing, our country wouldn't have been nowhere near where we're at right now. But what those guys did is they all started getting together and said, oh, the Bible's really not the word of God. You need this. And, and the King James isn't the word of God. You need an ESV, an RSV, an ASV. Or get whatever you want. You know, get Bazooka Joe bubblegum wrappers. That'll do too. Get whatever you want. And they let that thing start going down. And, don't, and now here we are the way we are today. We're in this condition today. I would love to be able to say, hey, well, yeah, we can go out and do the right thing. But you're in such a mass of, of, of hysteria going on today, you can't keep up with it. <clears throat> Pilate knew human nature. He knew exactly why those priests delivered him. He said, that's a man, and you guys aren't. He knew what those people were, yet they had the political ties. I don't know about you, but boy, I look at both of, most of our, our, uh, our government leaders, and I'm just not impressed with just about any of them. I, I don't see hardly any of them up there. Uh, DeSantis may be okay. I don't know. I, I know a little bit about him. I do like some of the stuff he's done and his stance. Uh, and they, they haven't shot at him really, really bad, or they, he's so insulated they can't get a hold of him. I like, I like Trump. He just he won't be one of them. 
I like that. I, like, I, like, I didn't say I like what he does. I just like the man because he's got some guts and he stands up for what he believes. And he's willing to go. I mean, as much as they've been shooting at that guy and he's sitting there and telling you, that's a man. <clears throat> no, no, he's a rich man. <laughs> he's got a lot of money, so he probably just don't really care. I guess if I had four or five billion bucks, I wouldn't care either, man. But he doesn't. Therefore, Matthew 27, 17 says this. Therefore, when they were gathered together, Pilate said unto them, what will ye that I, uh, or whom will ye that I release unto you, Barabbas or Jesus, which is called Christ? For he knew that for envy they had delivered him. You know, envy is one of the worst things you'll ever do. Have. I mean, envy and pride, only by pride come the contention. Only by pride come the contention. Uh, and, and envy is like a, a close second runner-up to that thing. Envy, envy is, hey, man, I'll tell you what, if, if you're not capable of doing something, don't get envious if somebody else can. I'm thankful, man. Me and Mike was sitting here working in the, in the nursery. Hopefully this week we'll get some drywall back up. <clears throat> but there's some solder, and every time I solder, it leaks. And uh, I just don't like doing that. So I'd rather have Mike come and let him solder it and let it leak, and then I can blame him. And it's happened from time to time, but he's there to tear it back apart, and we'll put it together. But he came in the other day, fixed it, and no more leaks, and everything's cool. And I'm sitting there going, you know, I, I, I could learn how to solder. I can irritate Mike, too. Why should I learn how to solder if I got Mike? I thank God that I got, there's some men around here that can do a couple things here and there, and we can get stuff done. Brother Barry, I thank God, Brother Barry, he's over here working on the house, man. Y'all pray for him. Uh, he's over, I mean, he's tearing it pretty soon. Not, there ain't going to be a house over if he keeps going the way it's going. He's going to tear the thing all the way down and rebuild it back up. And Jerry, he's going to give you the bills. He's already told me that. Proverbs 4, 14.30 says, a sound heart is the life of the flesh, but envy is the rottenness of the bones. you know what's wrong with all those Pharisees and scribes? They envied Jesus Christ, which makes absolutely no sense to me, but human nature is just that way. It's the same today as it was back then, as it was with Hitler and them guys over there. They seen the Jews being blessed from God, and they thought, well, if we get rid of the Jews. Well, you can't get rid of the God of the Jews. There's the problem. So why don't you just submit? I'm not going to submit. We are so obstinate when it comes to that. Instead of just saying, I am done, I give in. You know why most people don't get saved? Because they just won't give in. I don't know why people won't give in. I just, there comes a place where you've got to realize I can't win with him. I'm done. I give in. Proverbs 23, 17 says, let not thy heart envy sinners. Have you ever looked at somebody and said, well, they got this and they got this. Why can't I have that? <coughs> they might have hell one day too, and I don't. Mine is over on the other side. I, I keep telling myself that. I keep telling myself that. I said, Lord, mine's on the other side. I'm hoping there's something on the other side. There might be something on it. At least I'm going to be on the other side. I may not have nothing on the other side, but I'm going to be there one day to know that I ain't got nothing on the other side. I know I'm going to be there. Uh, I, the other option is, is not something I really care to do. Hell is just not a place for me. I don't want to go there. Uh, and in, sinners, when I look at sinners and they have stuff, I don't care. I feel sorry for them. Because one of these days, they spend their whole life. I've been in corporate America. I watched them give their lives. I mean, uh, they just, it never ends. There's always this. There's always that. There's always this. There's always that. And as soon as you do this, that, it's go that, that. You're going to have to do that. You're gonna, and it's, you're chasing dreams out there, and you never get caught up with none of that stuff. Uh, you can't do it because there's always another thing broken. And you'll kill yourself and turn gray-headed. <clears throat> I'm now starting to turn gray, and Beth still won't let me put nothing on my head. She told me as soon as I go gray, she will. She told me I need, she needs, she does her hair that color because I don't want her to go gray. 
I'm like, where did you, I never said that. She goes, nope, you just want, you don't want nobody who's got gray in their hair. I said, well, can I do my hair? No, you can't. She goes, I like your gray. Proverbs 27, 4, wrath is cruel, anger is outrageous, but who is able to stand before envy? You can't do it. The Lord could have straightened a lot of things out if he wanted to, but he's not going to mess with people's free will. And the world put him up, all the people put him up on a cross because they're free will, just like the days of Noah. Mankind has never changed, just like they did to the Jews. I mean, they just had that over here uh, on the 27th of this month, Friday, the Holocaust. The, the whole world, whenever the whole world gets up and says, oh, we need to remember this. No, 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 they, they're getting ready to do it again. And brother, this, the next time it's going to be worse. And it's just going to get worse. And I, I, I'd love to say, oh, man, it's, we're going to bring in the kingdom and we're going to have millions of people saved and all this. I see it going the other way. I can't see anything but that in this book. And I see nature, man's nature. You know what Paul was watching was man's nature. He said, these guys hate him because of what he's done. Man, have you ever thought about all the stuff? 33 years old. And all the stuff he did in just a mere three and a half years of ministry. You think his name didn't move across? Pilate never fed eight to 10,000 people with a couple of fishes and a couple of loaves. You got something to worry about today? You worried about making ends meet? Take it to Jesus, man. He'll hook you right up. He did that a couple times, back to back. One time was 4,000. We worry about the wrong things, brother. What we ought to worry about is the things that the Lord wants done and not the things of this world. But the world will keep eating you up. It'll keep eating you up. It just keeps eating you up. No matter, i tell you what. I got out of the Navy, went to work for Crane Pro Services. Uh, they, they'll wear you out and then they'll complain because they wore you out. They'll tell you to do all this stuff, work 18 hours a day, and then say, why would you work 18 hours a day? Because uh, you gave me the tickets to do the 18 hours, and you told me to do it. I didn't say go to St. Mary's one day and then Franklin the, the same day, which is, you know, six hours apart, to drive, just drive time, and then two or three hours here, two or three hours. I said, you set the 18 hours up. I, I didn't go up on a crane down here in Apple. I didn't do all that stuff. That's Crane Pro Services. You leave there, go to Alexa EDS. It's the exact same thing there. You go there to Lexus Nexus, exact same thing there. They're never satisfied. They want more and more and more and more. And brethren, you only got so much to give. If I'm going to give something, I'm going to give it to Jesus. You know what I learned here? I, I, I got on my job in, in uh, 14. I didn't get on my job. I, 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 Mike was laughing the other day. He said, you guys got a, a maintenance guy that preaches on Sunday sometimes. <clears throat> and he's right. Uh, but I'm sitting there going, Lord, I said, I had backed away from this thing. And I've said this before, and I watched it go right by. And it just, it's flown. It's gone. It's way down there somewhere. If you're in it, you don't get it because you're moving with it. You have to back away from it and watch it go away. And then when you back away and watch it go away, all of a sudden you realize, I don't want to be part of that. I did that in the Navy. I was a, I was a gun hole, one gun hole sailor you ever seen in your life. I got out of the Navy. I left the Navy uh, on 30 days of vacation. And 30 days later, I did not want to go back in the Navy. You couldn't have got me out of the Navy 30 days earlier. It took me, I had to retrain my brain to go back in after 30 days. Uh, brother, I'm telling you what, this thing is a rat race. They call it a rat race. It is. It'll, it'll move you. Uh, behold his friends. You know who his friends are? Us. He didn't come to call the righteous. He called the sinners. Boy, aren't you glad you're a sinner in here today? Boy, you know what he says, I'm, I'm looking for a sinner. Is anybody a sinner? Anybody complain to me a sinner? I didn't come for the righteous. I'm looking for a sinner. I like, 
I like, I was, I was told him in, in Sunday school, man, that y'all stay right where you're at. Psalm, I think it's Psalm uh, 130, 36 or something like that. <clears throat> I was sitting there just reading it today and, and uh, I couldn't believe it. Psalm 137, 136. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord for he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. 26 verses. 26 verses ends every verse for his mercy endureth forever. Boy, I'm sure glad I got a God that his mercy endureth forever. He says, Mike, since you didn't get it the first time, verse 2, my mercy endureth forever. And I know you got a hard head and you're probably going to forget that, but verse 3 says, my mercy endureth forever. And if you got that and you forget that, how about verse 4? By the time you get through all 26 verses, I think I got it in the back of my mind somewhere, that he says, hey, my mercy endureth forever. So if you ever mess up and you need it, it's forever. I'm like, I need that. Boy, you know what that is? That's us friends. That's a friend that's sticking closer than a brother. That's a friend. That's somebody said, Mike, I know, I know you're going to do it. I know you're going to hose up, but I, I still got you, man. I still got you. Don't let anybody talk you out of it. Matthew 8, 11, 18 says, for John came neither eating nor drinking. Well, you can't win with some people. No, you can't win. And they said he had the devil. Here's a guy who looks like a stinking camel out there with, with dunking people in the water. And he doesn't do anything wrong. And he's just, he's just gnarly looking. And they say, you have a devil. The son of man came eating and drinking. And they say, behold, man, gluttonous and a wine bever, a friend of publicans and sinners. You know some people you can't please? No matter what you do, you can't do it. It's impossible. They're going to find a problem somewhere. <clears throat> but he's a friend of sinners. Matthew uh, 11. You don't have to turn it. I'll turn it real quick. I just want to read the verse. It's one of my favorite verses. You think I'd have it memorized, but my, my brain isn't functioning, so I'm not even going to try it. If I do, it's going to be all messed up. I already know it. Matthew 11. That's 13. That won't work. Matthew 11. That's 12. That won't work either. I just passed it. Okay, here we go. Come unto me. You know, this is, this is what he's telling us. Come unto me, all ye that, are, are, that labor and are heavy laden. And I will give you rest. You know, the best thing you can ever do is work. Yep. Keep yourself busy. Uh, I thank God for this little church, man. It keeps me busy. It keeps me out of trouble. I don't have to worry about a whole lot of stuff. Uh, I'm doing exactly what I think he told me to do. I'm going to do it until it's done. And then I hopefully he'll give me something else to do uh, to keep me going. Because I'm like, Lord, I said, you got to stay busy. Come unto me, all you that are, are laboring or heavy laden. I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. For I am meek and lowly. In heart, and you shall find rest under your souls. You got rest today? Are you in turmoil? For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. What he's asked us to do is never hard. That's I, I told him uh, in Sunday school about the, uh, the, when I was over, was that Sunday school? I, mean, I think it was. I don't think I mentioned it to the church, but I keep now I mess up and I get two services, so I'm, I don't know which one I did. But, anyways, uh, I got, uh, there was a flat tire over in Ukraine, uh, actually in Hungary, and on a Sunday, on a, on a holiday, it wasn't a Sunday, but on a holiday, there was nobody, everything was closed. Willie's car was blowing all of his tires. I just made a comment, said, man, you need a, a thousand. I have never, I'm not, I've never in my life, ever, ever, ever seen, I can take you to tire stores around this, this city, and you will not find anybody with, with a thousand, fifteen hundred plugs in their car. You just, I mean, you won't find anybody on this planet. I, there's just, that don't exist. It, it, there's no need for it. Stuck in a place in Hungary on a holiday with four tires blown and you need a whole bunch of plugs and Willie just happens to have them in his car. I'm like, 
that, that is God. Now, you, you may not see that, but if you're stuck in Hungary on that day, and that's the only way you're going to get to the airport, you're going to say, that's God. Look, I'm, and he goes, he's got the way already figured out for you. All you got to do is he's, he's already taken care of it. There is no problem here. What's the problem? There is no problem. I can make a problem out of it. There's no problem. Uh, the people I was with, they were all running around like <laughs> chickens with their head cut off. I'm sitting there trying to figure out, how am I going to get to that airplane? I, I, and I can't hitchhike. I mean, I can't speak Hungarian. I can't. I, I, how am I going to? I got to get this car running. I said, but I would need this. And there they are. I'm like, it's not like a patch kit. I'm talking about enough plugs that you could plug half the cars in Dayton. How in the world? What would Willie? I still, I, I, he never did tell me why he had that many. I still have no idea, man. It's just, but it, I'm thanking God for it. I'm saying, Lord, I said, you've got that thing figured out. And for me to even worry about what's going to happen 15 minutes down the road. You know, I didn't need those plugs or didn't even care about those plugs until the tires started blowing. There was no need to even worry. They were sitting over there on the side. Nobody even cared. All of a sudden you need them and there's the problem. It's solved. God's already got the problem solved for most of us. Most of the time, we just don't let him do it. His friends, boy, he's got some friends. I like his friends, man, the blind. You ever been blind? I was once, once I was blind, but now I can see. The light of the world is Jesus. I can see that now. The maimed, you ever been maimed? Hurt? How about the lepers? Man, I was a sinner one time. He cured my leprosy. How about the widow, man, the widow of Nain? Carrying her son out there, man. I mean, what a loss. I mean, that's, you, back then, a woman without a son, she, I mean, she was at the mercy of everybody. And she was taking her son out there. And with, I mean, she's almost like uh, Naomi coming back with Moab, from Moab with Ruth. And, and knowing she has nothing to do or no, no future, no possibility of anything. And just that burden on her. And all of a sudden, the Lord walks up here at Nain. And, and here's this lady sitting there. And she's crying. And and she's trying to get over grief of her son going away and dying, and, and now she has nothing. He goes, what's the problem? Stop. He says, young man, get up, man. Quit laying around doing nothing. Get back to work. And the guy gets up and comes off. That, that, you talking about freak? That lady, I could see the smile on her face and the joy lighting up in her life, and all of a sudden she got her son back. And that's, that's what Jesus did. He, his friends, you know what? His friends, he was, those that hurt, those that needed to hear something from him, those are the ones he went to. If you, if you had everything going for you, nah, I don't want everything going for me, man. I, I want the trouble. I like the trouble. <clears throat> he said, come unto me, his enemies. You know you're known by your enemies. You got any good enemies? I like enemies. Enemies are cool. They should be. You should have good enemies. Uh, if you don't have somebody that hates you, then you got a problem. You're not doing something right. I stopped down at Kroger's the other day. I went in, I had a pocket full of tracks, and every time I put them up on the board, Adam says he puts them up down there too. They're gone. So I went up to the manager. I said, hey, let me ask you a question. I said, hey, I, I put these tracks up out there. And uh, I said, they always disappear. I said, do y'all go out there and throw them away? They go, nope, we never touch that board. She goes, I said, so either somebody's taking them or somebody's going by and pulling them all off and throwing them away. I said, but in any case, I said, we'll put some more up. I said, you just keep putting them up as you go out. You know what? I sit there going, Lord, those little simple things in life. The, the world is going to come and go. It's going to come and go. I don't need to be any part of it. I don't want nothing to do with it. On the other side of this thing, man, I got it all. I got it. It's sitting right over there for me. He knows his enemies. He's sitting right in front of all of them. And, and I like this, President Lincoln. Abraham Lincoln. Everybody always looks at him the wrong way, but I think he was a good president. Uh, he was once taken uh, to task for his attitude toward his enemies. He says, why do you try to make friends of them? 
You should try to destroy them, said an associate. Lincoln gently replied, am I not destroying my enemies when I make them my friends? How about that, man? You know what Jesus is trying to do? He's trying to make you his friend. If you're an enemy, he's going to solve your problem. You become his friend, and you're no longer his enemy. <laughs> you get to heaven one day, and he says, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Come on in. And you get in. I tell you what, you can't beat that. You can always judge a man. I like Dr. Roman said this. You can always judge a man by the quality of his enemies. You should have a quantity, quantity of them, quantity. You got to have quality and quantity. You should have both, man. His death. Behold the man. Behold his death. He died on a hillside out there by himself. There was people around watching. But he carried his cross all the way down through there and, and took it to that hillside. I, I think I've been to that hillside. It, it could be. It was outside the gate. <clears throat> it's hard telling after 2,000 years <laughs> if the space is even there anymore. But it, it looked like it. Everything was in place. There's some other things that were in place that just couldn't normally be there. There was a cistern that held, they said, like 10 million gallons of, of water. And there was water in it. And said you needed that to actually have the garden. They said uh, where they crucified him, there was a garden. The tomb was there in the garden, and it had a big stone that could be rolled away. The stone was gone, but uh, you could see where it would have been and the trough that it would have been in. Uh, it, looked, it looked like it could be a place. It looked like a rich man's place. It looked like something Joseph of Arimathea, Joseph Arimathea would have had and let Jesus borrow it. On a hillside called Golgotha, called the place of the skull. They took our Lord out there and hung him. They, you, could tell, you could tell, behold a man, you can tell a man by his, by his death. His, this is a man. He was between two thieves. What a, what a way to go. On the way out of here, man, you're between two sinners, and one of them gets in. You know, you really don't ever hear about the other one. It doesn't say he didn't get in. We always assume he went right to hell. You won't know that until you get to heaven. I hope he did get to heaven, man. I'd hate to see anybody go to a place called hell. I wouldn't want to see nobody. My worst enemy on the planet that hates me. Uh, I mean, with passion, I wouldn't want to see anybody go to hell. Not a single person. The hell was for the devil and his angels. It was not made for man. It never was. <clears throat> man will never be right there, not be there. It was between two thieves. One of them became a saint before it was done. We know him. All he had to his name. Now, this is God manifesting flesh. All he had to his name was the robe that he wore, and the Roman soldiers took that and cast lots for it. He had nothing, nothing, zero when he left this place. <clears throat> Didn't leave nothing behind. All his effort, 100%. You know, it's a hard thing to do. It really is, but it's a fun thing to do. I've watched it. It's fun, man. I'll tell you what. It's, why, why keep anything? It's, it's not worth having. Uh, his tomb was borrowed because he wouldn't need it for very long. He already knew it before he got in there. He told him. He told him over and over again. He told him over again, I won't be there very long. After three days, destroy this temple, and in three days, I'll raise it up. Uh, we are some rocks, man. We are some very uh, uh, hard-headed people. When he tells us over, you know what's wrong with this book? As you read it, you really how, see how messed up we are. That's all I see anymore is how messed up we are. I'm like, Lord, uh, forgive me. I, I mean, this morning when I was reading Job, <clears throat> or last night, I stopped. I started Job, and I stopped before I started book, reading the book. And I bowed my head and said, Lord, forgive me. I know I'm going to read this book. And here's my brother Job, 3,600 years ago, went through what he went through. And I, Lord, I said, boils from the top of his head. He lost everything he had. He lost his kids. He lost his, his wealth. He lost everything, everything he had, all of his servants, everything. The only thing he uh, let him keep was his wife and his three friends. 
And I said, and they tortured him all the way through probably. And I said this, I said, Lord, I'm going to read this thing. And I said, forgive me for my, my lack of, of heart when I go through this thing. Because I already know what's going to happen, man. My brother's going to get hurt. He's going to continue to get hurt. And he's going to hurt all the way through this book. And he did that 3,600 years ago so I could read it 3,600 years later. And I could get through some things in life because he did it for me. And I said, Lord, 2,000 years ago, I come across the crucifixion, and I see what you did for me. And 2,000 years ago, I'm still just like a whiny crybaby. And here it is right in the book. And this is all, these are real people's lives. They really, this stuff really happened. And guess what? One of these days will happen for you. <laughs> his death, man. He had, he had to have his name. Uh, all, all he had his name was his clothing that gambled away. His tomb was borrowed. <coughs> by all by all accounts, it was a wasted life. But aren't you glad it was wasted? Amen. <laughs> it's hidden in there, man. It's just hidden in the book. It's hidden. And if you want it, it'll come right out at you. But for all those other people on this planet, it's just a wasted life. It was a wasted life. He could have done so much more, man. He could have, if he could feed 5,000 men, he could have fed the whole world. Yeah. Well, Bill Gates, all the, you take all your money, you could probably feel, feed the whole world for a couple days too. I said, are you trying to do that? No, you're not doing that. You just think somebody else should do it. His influence. Behold his influence. Mary Magdalene was influenced the day. I'm just about done. Give me a couple minutes. The day he died, she went to the tomb crying. That's all she had was him. That's all she had. She knew what he had done for her, and all she wanted to do was go take care of him after his death, still not realizing that he was going to come back up. Mary and Martha, they didn't realize he was coming back up. Uh, not like he said it was. They, they heard it. So many times, brother, we hear the word of God, and it's there, and we know it, and we understand it. We just don't really believe it. She was getting ready to get a belief, a lesson in belief. And she's sitting there talking to the Lord, and she thinks he's just the gardener. And he sits there and saying, Mary. And she calls him Rabboni, Master. And she says, don't touch me yet, for I have not ascended. And she is lit up. I mean, lit up, his influence. <clears throat> he had an influence on that lady. Even, even after he died, she was still there for him. How about the two on the road to Emmaus? I love them guys, man. I love that story. I could read that thing over and over again. and just, I just love it, two walking down the road, not doing anything, minding their own business, miserable, upset, Jesus is dead, they thought he was going to be the one, blah, 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 and here comes the Lord right next to him. How many times, brother, do you think you're walking down the street the Lord's not right there with you? You may not be able to see him, but the Holy Spirit is just as close to you as he possibly can be, and the weight of the world has, has just hid him from us. And if you let that thing go, all of a sudden he's got access to come, and he starts talking to him from the outside, and he's, he's reasoning with them. And he said, blah, 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 and, th and their hearts start burning inside because the words that he was preaching, only the master could have possibly done that. And they didn't still equate him and the master being the same, but they're just walking. They say, hey, why don't you come on in and have dinner with us tonight? Because you encouraged us and lifted us up, and we've been tormented all day because our Lord is gone. And he comes in, and he breaks the bread, and they go, whoa, and he disappears. Gone. Now, that's my kind of Lord. I don't know about you, but I like that kind of stuff. I want to be able to go, gone. See you later. Here I am. Go away. Here I am. Go away. That's great stuff. Simon was happy. He appeared unto him. Man, I tell you what, man, there's so many people that down through history, countless men and women 
have been affected by his life. I mean, countless. You can't even name the numbers of them. There's just countless people. You get to heaven, guess what? There's going to be a multitude out there. In the tribulation, there's going to be a multitude get to heaven. Just a multitude. And my internal destination has been changed because of the influence in my life. Let me ask you a question. Are you in here today? Are you sure he's influenced your life? Are you positive beyond a shadow of a doubt that if you died tonight, you'd go to heaven? Because if you're not, today would be a great day to get that thing under the blood. That's what he died for. He came to influence people to get saved, trust him, and go to a place called heaven. Because the other option is hell. And brother, I tell you what, if you got somebody that you know that's on their way to hell, you ought to be telling them the best way you got. You know what you ought to do? I'll tell you what you do. I gave uh, Angela one of those prayers. I got one left here. I got a couple more on order. Uh, uh, Ian Bounds' book on prayer. And I told her, I said, I gave it to her. I said, now I expect you to read that thing. And I expect you to start doing what it says do. I've got another one here this morning. If you promise me you'll read it, I'll give you that book. If you come up to me and ask me for that book, it's, it's about that thick. It's uh, Ian Bounds, all his work is, is complete work on prayer. That will change your life. Not only that, that could change the lives of everybody around you. The prayers of a righteous man availeth much. You know what's wrong with us today? We're not praying. We, we just take it off the side, oh, well, Lord, I need this, and that's it. That's the wrong kind of prayer. You know what that book does? I'll show you some things. His influence. Have you accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior? If not, it'd be a good day to do it. Father, thank you for your blessings. Lord, you were a man. Pilate recognized you were a man. The world at that time was envious of you because they could not do what you did and would not submit themselves to you, Lord. Lord, help us to overcome that and submit. Lord, if there's anyone in this room today that doesn't know you as their personal Savior, I pray that you touch their hearts, Lord. Show them their need of a Savior, and Lord, that they'd get saved today. Lord, for the rest of us, Lord, we have people all around us that are, are dying and lost and on their way to hell. Lord, that you would show us how that we could get uh, a little bit closer to you so that we can get them a little bit closer to you and get them into heaven with us. Uh, Lord, no man or no woman, no child needs to go to a place called hell. It wasn't made for them. Uh, Lord, uh, that was made for the devil and his angels. Lord, help us uh, to get close, and we'll praise you and honor you in Jesus' precious holy name. Amen.